It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I actually feel better about Auburn's season in 2022 than most people, but there are some concerns, and it's not the quarterback. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply. Joining me today, Lance Dahl, writer at AuburnDaily.com. You and I feel pretty good about the status of this football team. Look, you know, there's a lot of national takes, right, Lance, about how bad Auburn's going to be or, you know, they're a 5-7 and seven football team at best. We're not buying that. We think Auburn is a better team than that. But there are some concerns and I think some just general assumptions that we're all making. Right, and so you and I had to talk about this this afternoon. We're like, yeah, let's let's just jump into this. Let's just do this thing. The first is, we're just expecting and assuming that the secondary is going to be better than it was a year ago. Is that crazy? I'm going to be honest, Zach. You look at the returning production in the secondary, and I think there's a really, really big loss here. Uh, for the Tigers and Roger McCreary. I want to get to him in a second. Sure. But before the, before I do that, I've got some numbers I would like to throw at you. Okay, please do. Auburn was 76th or worse in the country, statistically, in passing yards allowed per game, opponent completion percentage, opponent passer rating, interceptions, and passing touchdowns allowed. Auburn was 90th or worse in three of those categories. Their secondary was not good by a lot of different metrics last season. I want to give you one more number here. 830. That is the amount of snaps that Roger McCree played for the Tigers last year. Mm. He was the number two cornerback in the country, according to Pro Football Focus. He is now gone. DJ James technically is Auburn's actually uh, is Auburn's highest graded corner. He was 270th nationally. Auburn does not have a lot of high-end returning production, at least statistically. Now, you do like some of the athletes in this room. You really, really like Nehemiah Pritchett, Jalen Simpson, Donovan Kaufman. Craig McDonald was a really solid transfer addition. I don't think... Caden Bridges. Yeah. Caden Bridges Gilbert. I like all of them. I literally like the entire room. I'm actually really high on Keontae Scott. I was was really high on Keontae Scott whenever he was added uh, back in the spring. But point being... I expect this defense to be better than it was last season, but I don't think it's it's a it's a it's a bygone conclusion that the secondary is just going to all of a sudden be better. And I think there's reasons to kind of maybe argue like here's some of the reasons why it could be better. You know, it's 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 a it's a different maybe a little bit of a, an adjustment on the back end. There's more communication according to what we've heard, but it's the biggest concern that I have on this team. I think outside of quarterback, to be honest with you. Yeah, and and quarterback. I think it's going to be fine either way. I, I don't think there's an ideal solution of quarterback. That's why quarterback is not on these items that we're going to talk about today because I think yep. there's pieces around them that need to be improved to help them. I think regardless of who is chosen, I think you're going to be limited in certain areas regardless of who you pick. So 
As far as the quarterback or the cornerback room goes, I really like Nehemiah Pritchett and I really like Jalen Simpson. And hearing all of those numbers you just read from a stats per game standpoint, I hear that and I'm like, man, maybe it can be better because like that's not good. Like it's not a high bar that we've really got to get past, right? And I liked Nehemiah Pritchett and Jalen Simpson a ton last year when they were on the field, but their roles are going to be dramatically different this year Mm. because having a number one corner like Roger McCreary is something really special. And I would actually also argue something that we've taken for granted as a fan base from all the way back to Carlton Davis, then Jamel Dean, then Noeg Benogany, and then, yeah, obviously Roger. The number one corners don't grow on trees. Do I think Nehemiah or Jalen could become that? Yes, but I don't think we just assume that that's going to happen. Another thing, I think the defensive back room will be better but I just think it's good to have this conversation. I do think it will be better, but I don't think it'll all be all of their doing, Lance. I think the pass rush is going to be significantly better, significantly better, and I don't think Auburn's going to have to blitz a lot. So you're going to be able to have more guys in coverage, and you're going to have to cover for a shorter amount of time. We all agree if that happens, Auburn should be in a better spot. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you have to look at the pass rush, definitely aiding uh, the pass coverage. And then I think something that you and I have actually discussed off air a little bit, you look around the SEC, you look at Auburn's schedule, I think from an offensive standpoint, just looking at some of the opponents that they're, they're going to face, I think some passing games Auburn's going to play may take a little bit of a step back this year. And so I think that definitely helps Auburn's case if we're going to try and sit here and say, okay, well, some of the what are some of the reasons why they could Uh, actually statistically be better than they were last season. But yeah, I don't think it's just a a bygone conclusion that this, this team, the secondary is just going to be significantly improved. Will it improve? I believe so. But last year's numbers give me concern. Lance, a popular fan take that I've seen. Tell me if you buy it or if you think it's a little overblown, but I see it. I see it a lot. And people may be commenting that on YouTube right now. And please do. That's great that losing Smoke Monday isn't always a bad thing because his coverage skills were very hit or miss. Do you buy that? Or do you think losing Smoke in general was was a big deal? Uh, when you look at pro football focus, I mean, some of the things that you, you, you kind of have to take with a grain of salt, he was sure. actually one of Auburn's highest graded uh, secondary players last year. I believe he had a 77 point something grade. He was actually Auburn's best safety, according to that's, PFF. But pretty good, yeah. There were times last season where you saw a lack of communication and you saw busts in coverage. We saw that uh, throughout Smoke Monday's career. So I think Auburn getting a fresh start at that position is definitely refreshing. Uh, and I, I can understand where the fan base is coming from. Do I think it was a huge deal, a huge loss that Auburn lost Smoke Monday? No, but he he uh, he definitely did have his moments. I mean, he had a couple of pick sixes. He was not sure. a terrible player. No, I think he was pretty good. I think he got worse the farther away from the line of scrimmage that he got. Sure. But that's where, like, I love the upside of Zion Puckett and Caden Bridges. I just, I love it so, so much. I love the upside of Craig McDonald. I love the upside of Marquise Gilbert. And then, you know, depending on how they use J.D. Rim, you know, I I think there's a lot of upside there, too. So, you just look at this entire room. I think it's deeper. I think there, there, is there a guy that you could, that's, like, unpullable? Do you think from a performance standpoint, like you couldn't pull smoke last year. You just couldn't. Right. He was too much of a leader. Is there a guy in the defensive back room other than Donovan Kaufman that you think is unpullable? 
that's what I was going to say is I think Kaufman is somebody yeah. that's going to need to be out there. Outside of that, though, you make a really good point about the depth, and this is something that you know we've talked a little bit about the quarterback room. If the first guy doesn't perform, you've got guys uh, behind yes. him that are capable of stepping up and performing, at least I believe with this with this secondary. So, yeah, Auburn's got depth, and they've, they've got some really talented depth. Right. All right, looking ahead on offense, the running game, it may not be much better than it was a year ago. We'll talk about that in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in just minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to help reach your network and beyond. Look, over 810 million people use LinkedIn. Think about all of those prime candidates to help your business grow. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lance Daw. Our second point, the running game may just not be there. And I think that has nothing to do with Tank Bixby. I think it has nothing to do with Jarquez Hunter. The Nick Brahms potentially not playing news is devastating. I think it is absolutely devastating for Auburn's run game. And he wasn't an excellent run blocker. I think he was fine. But I, I just think when you look at the organization that is needed on the offensive front, I think it's going to be tough for them to bounce back from that. And I think they're going to have to get the ball to tank Bigsby in different ways. I think you may see it in a lot more swing passes this year. I think you may see it in a lot more checkdowns, but I, I just don't see Auburn being able to find success early and often running the football. Yeah, this is something that we were talking a little bit throughout the offseason, and this is something that's that's been a topic of concern on your show, just saying, okay, how many times is Auburn actually going to have to throw the football? And as fall camp started to get underway, I think there was some confidence in the offensive line kind of maybe establishing a little bit better of a push uh, at, the, at the line of scrimmage. And we heard after that first scrimmage that uh, according, to, uh, according to Cam Stutz, I believe it was, he said, you know, we were moving them. You know, we were doing a really good job, and now we're starting to hear about some players maybe maybe suffering from some injuries. Nick Brahms, somebody that you talked about a little bit on yesterday's show, yeah. uh, a huge loss uh, for, this, uh, for this offense, and it's going to cause problems in the run game. I've got a couple more numbers here for you, Zach. All I right. went and just did a little digging. Auburn averaged uh, 135 rushing yards per game in the SEC and conference play last season. That's not good. They average 4.1 yards per carry in conference play. And if you go and you look and you add up all the different uh, numbers from individual other SEC teams in conference play, Auburn, that 4.1 yard mark was ninth in the SEC. Wow. Uh, believe it or not, ahead of not Alabama, which is hilarious, but yeah. still just not where you want it to be, especially considering Harson believes that this is a this is an offense that's going to try and establish some part of its identity on running the football. Well, so. that, that and, and Tank Bigsby is arguably the 
best to third best player on your roster. Yeah, he's definitely he he's one of the one of the best running backs, uh, not just in the SEC but in the entire con- in the entire country. And the fact right. that you can't consistently utilize him properly, uh, at least not last year in SEC play, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you and I actually wrote an article about this over at AuburnDaily.com. Tank averaged 75 rushing yards per game in SEC play. If Auburn is going to have I don't want to say any sort of offensive success this year because I think they are going to try and throw it a little bit. If they are going to have more success than they did last year, they have to get that number to go up. And to be honest with you, with some of these injuries and just the question marks surrounding the offensive line, I don't know if they're going to be able to get that push to kind of get him and Jarquez Hunter to where they need to be. That's the thing, and I, I get it. I understand why there's so much talk about the quarterbacks, and, and, and that's what folks want to hear. That's why we talk about it. But whether it's TJ, Robbie, or Calzada – they all are going to benefit. This isn't a hot take. They're all going to benefit if you can run the football better. Right. It's going to open up the passing game more. It's going to give them more time because the defense can't tee off on you. I mean, obviously, there's so many different advantages to being able to run the football. So that, to me, is a, a big concern. Lance, staying on the topic of the offense, we talked about this with Mike G earlier in the week about you know one of his concerns is the scheme. And I'm kind of there... Um. I'm kind of there with them in regards to like, there's been so much attention placed on the wide receivers. Do you think that John Samuel Shanker, do you think, or is there any concern that John Samuel Shanker is not going to be used as much as he potentially could be? Or do you think this is all just us talking it up? All talking think, up the wide receivers. I think there's definitely a chance. I mean, we, we've heard a lot of different, really good things about Auburn's Auburn's rotation. I think they've got a lot of different players that they want to try and get the ball to. I believe the last time you had me on the podcast, we went through like seven or eight different viable options in, in the receiving game for the Tigers. So I definitely think that Auburn could potentially take that approach where it's just like, okay, we're going to spread the ball around regardless, and we're just going to get the ball to these players because we can. And John Samuel Schenker's numbers may suffer from that, even though he's one of the better receiving targets on this team. So I, I definitely think that that's a possibility. Um, and, and would it hurt Auburn? Absolutely. Schenker was one of Auburn's most reliable players last season. Uh, again, from a pass catching standpoint, broke records that you know I don't think people would have thought possible during the Gus Malzahn era. So I definitely think not getting him the ball more than he did last season could potentially hurt this offense because it's not every it's not every single year that you see a tight end like Shinker come in and do what he did last season. So definitely a, a valuable piece of this offense that needs to get targeted. But because of the uh, the depth, I, I think Auburn could potentially look other places. If he was used the same amount as he was last year, which was the best usage of a tight end in Auburn history, if that's the if he has the same stat line. Do you think he was underutilized? Because I do. Last season? Yeah. If his stat line was the same as last season. Yes, absolutely. He was fourth on the, uh, on the team in targets last year. I, I think that if you if you have him end up fourth on the team in targets this year, which he had 45 targets, by the way, that is, I, I think, not significantly underused, but that is underused. And that, w- that would be a problem. He's, he's got too much experience, and he's athletic. I mean, he played baseball. Uh, mm-hmm. For the Tigers for a couple of years, this is not just some random tight end that can't run or catch. He's an athlete. And he, he changed numbers to 25, so naturally that makes you faster. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I believe uh, on, a, on a segment that uh, Auburn Social Media put out, Running With Reed, he actually asked him that question, and Schenker just said straight up, like, yeah, you know, 25 makes me look a little sleeker. I, f- I feel faster out there, so it, it looks good on him. So, yeah, I definitely think uh, with that number, he deserves more targets this year. Yeah, yeah. So if he was... 
let's say he was fourth on the team in targets again. Who mm. would you be okay with being in front of him? I think Shedrick Jackson would be in front of him. Shed would be one. Mm. Kobe, I, Kobe led in targets last year, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. By, I think a, not a significant margin, but it was like 10 to 15. Yeah, I think it was Shedrick, then Demetrius, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong yes. on that. But so there's a lot of targets open with, with Kobe and Demetrius not being on the team anymore. But Shedrick would be up there. I'm, I kind of think Coy Moore is going to be up there. I was going to say I, I'm iffy on Moore, but I definitely think that he's going to get some opportunities to really show that he can be one of Auburn's more consistent pass catchers outside of Shedrick and Moore. Is there somebody on this team that you feel comfortable taking a chance on saying, yeah, I would be okay if he's third Dawson and above Schenker Dawson. He, he's consistently starting at the H receiver. If somebody can get the ball to him, I mean, yeah, I I think that's kind of the gist of it though. I mean, we saw it go to Dawson early and often in the spring game. Does the spring game mean anything? No, but still, you know, I think there's proof that it could work. So I I would say, yeah, those would be the three that I'd be most okay with. And look, if Malcolm Johnson Jr. Wins that rollover Coy. I don't think there's a world where both Coy Moore and Malcolm Johnson Jr. Can coexist. I don't think that's an option. Yeah. And so it's going to be one of those, or maybe Malcolm Johnson Jr. starts it over the season and then Coy Moore emerges as a player, and so those targets are split. I think that's realistic. I think that could totally happen. But you look at it, I mean, Kobe, Kobe Hudson led it last year from that H receiver, and it's like, why not? I know it's a different offense, but, like, there's going to be some, like, some things that carry over. So, yeah, perhaps Dawson should be up there. Yeah, absolutely. And then for me personally, if we could just see Camden Brown get targeted 15 times a game, I'd be content with that. I'm, I'm kidding, but I, I do kind of want to see some of these younger guys uh, get their opportunity. Well, and I thought about Camden Brown, but I don't think Camden Brown is going to be that type of receiver. I don't think he's going to be a big possession guy. I think he's yeah. going to be, you know, give him a shot three or four times a game if he grows into that role. It may not be this year. It may be after this season. But if he grows into that role you know, give him a shot three or four times a game and see if he can make something happen. That That's originally what I wanted Landon King to do. Um, but I think that may be more of Camden Brown's role now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, to go back to Schenker, you know, if, if Auburn elects to target some of these guys to give them their opportunities and they can't execute, I think straying away from a consistent target like Schenker would be a detriment to the offense. Right. All right. In just a moment, we will touch on more things that we have questions on regarding the schedule and special teams right here on Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. I want to encourage folks to join the Locked On Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the episode uh, the link in the episode description down below. Also, check out our friends at AUShirts.com. They um, have a new Trey Lindsay shirt, Trigger Trey, which I think is pretty cool. All right, Lance Dahl, we got a few uh, few minutes left with this. Obviously, you know another concern is the schedule. It's uh, it's difficult. I do think it's manageable. I think it's more manageable than national media gives it credit for. But 
I still think, you know, Brian Harson is in a situation where if the first five games don't go well, it almost doesn't matter because it's almost too late. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to talk about here for a second is, is I think as somebody that is closer to the situation, you can kind of talk yourself into being more optimistic about the way the schedule pans out, but it's, it's not just rated as ESPN's uh, FBI's like number one schedule in the country for, for no reason. I mean, obviously it's really, really difficult. And like you mentioned, let's say Auburn makes it uh, out the gates five and oh, four and one. This is what you're facing after you play those five games. You're at Georgia at Ole Miss. Yeah. play Arkansas, you're yeah. at Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Western Kentucky, Alabama. Five of those teams are ranked currently inside the preseason top 25. Now, will Ole Miss be ranked? I don't know. But Mississippi State could be ranked inside the top 25 whenever they play the Tigers as well. So True. it's, regardless, it's a very, very difficult back half of the schedule. And if, like you said, if Auburn doesn't start well, I mean, people are going to be start starting to focus on that a little bit more. I think as the season has gotten closer, way too many fans have started to view this schedule optimistically when in reality it's the toughest in the nation for a reason and things could go badly like Auburn could finish six and six still be one of the the 30 best teams in the country but have those six losses because of how difficult their schedule is it's tough it is absolutely brutal absolutely brutal all right our last concern regarding special teams Anders Carlson was not perfect by any means last year as a kicker he needs to be better, and coming off of an injury is a tad concerning. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it wasn't just last year, uh, Zach, that he's not been great. In fact, if you take out the uh, 2022 season when he went 20 of 22 on field goals, he is 47 of 71, which is 66.2% uh, during those other three seasons. You can't take, out, you can't take out his best year, though. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to, I'm gonna get to okay. why. Okay. okay, all right. Point, point being, he's not been phenomenal. But he has shown he has upside whenever he is healthy, whenever he gets opportunities. He has shown he has that upside. Yeah. But it's not a guarantee that he reverts back to his 2020 form, especially coming off of injury. And the reason that this is a concern, Zach, is we talk about Auburn exceeding expectations. We talk about them getting to seven or eight wins. The schedule, very, very difficult. You're going to run into certain situations, maybe on the road against the Mississippi schools or something like that, where you have to have solid special teams play. You can't afford to to put Anders Carlson out there and for him to go 66% on kicks when Auburn needs him to come up with points. You just can't afford to in these close games. And that may come back to bite Auburn. It's just not a guarantee that he goes back to what he was doing in 2020. Now, I'm not saying that he's not going to. Don't get me wrong. I expect things to go. I expect things to go well for Auburn this season. I expect Anders to rebound. Yeah. But it's again, it's not a guarantee. Is the point I'm trying to make? No, I, I think it's worth mentioning. I just think it's worth mentioning. And we're not predicting all of these things are going to be bad. I do think they're going to have trouble in the running game. But everything yeah. else, I actually like. I think Auburn's DBs are going to be pretty solid. In fact, I think they'll be overall better than they were a year ago. I think the schedule is actually going to turn out fine for the Tigers. I think John Samuel Shanker will have a similar role that he did last year. I think it should be bigger than it was last year, but uh, I think last year's market share is probably the floor for a season. So yeah. I'm I'm not saying all these things are going to happen. I'm just saying the you know we're a pretty positive <laughs> Auburn show, and I just wanted to kind of put out some some concerns that came up when Lance and I were talking um, earlier today. And so yeah. let us know what you think in the YouTube comments. Let us know in the Discord. Um, I can't wait for all of them to not get to this point of the show and tell us like how dumb we are. It's going to be great. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to make the point that you made. Like, I'm not predicting any of this stuff to happen, even though I do have some legitimate concerns with the run game. It's just for a fan base that has been, uh, I would not say overly positive as the season is drawn closer, but they've I, been I think positive. it is. I think it is overly positive. I'm just, I just want to put it out there. Don't be shocked if things outside of quarterback don't go Auburn's way and it leads to Auburn not meeting expectations. Right. I'm not predicting them to happen, but it definitely is possible. Lance Daw, you've done an outstanding job covering this team in written word throughout fall camp. How can people find everything that you've got going on? AuburnDaily.com, man. Uh, a lot of fall camp stuff still going up. You can also follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore. Would appreciate a follow there. Yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. If you made it this far into the episode, please like this video and subscribe. Would mean a ton. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review. Really helps the show out. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.